Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Louise Corville about how she helps companies grow and scale. So Louise has 20 plus years of experience in sales and marketing, where she created marketing programs for a top 100 worldwide tech company. She has transitioned to online marketing more than five years ago when she realized that her sales and marketing skills were a perfect fit to help entrepreneurial spirited women. Helping entrepreneurs start and grow their online businesses with sales funnels at Blick Digital Marketing. Louise has since launched Virtually Famous Accelerator Program to help launch their brand successfully. Louise is the host of the podcast Micro Marketing, where she takes a closer look at what's working today in online marketing. Welcome, Louise. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm excited to have you on today. I'm excited to be here, Virginia. A quick little, I guess, background about you first. So what made you, other than realizing that right. you had awesome skills to help entrepreneurs, what kind of made you do that shift from <laughs> corporate world? <laughs> well, actually, it was not a shift that I had planned. I had been looking at, you know, trying to do something entrepreneurial since 2012. I tried to create a um, consignment shop website, which was very expensive to try and create. So I kind of gave up on that dream. But in 2015, 10 days before Christmas, I was given a severance package. And so I had no choice and I wasn't prepared to go anywhere and do something, you know, but I just knew after getting that severance package in the hotel, leaving the hotel and going home and thinking, I am never going to work for somebody again. And I haven't. And so that's since 2000 and that's almost six years and next month. So I love, you know, that I'm in the entrepreneurial space. I've been in, it's not my first entrepreneurial gig in 19, late 1990s, 98, somewhere in there. I actually did a, I did eyewear because I was from the eyewear industry. We used to call on doctors of ophthalmology and optometrists. I left that and went into doing eyewear for the film industry in Toronto. And so that was my first entrepreneurial gig. And it was a lot of fun, but it was really boring sitting on sets. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so you kind of like went through a little bit of transition and stuff throughout your online journey the last few years. So who do you kind of focus with now? I mostly focus on my, my primary entrepreneur is usually going to be a woman. I'm very drawn to especially women who are um, single moms because I, I was actually brought up by a single mom. We had six kids in our family. So I'm very drawn to that because they're very strong. My father died when I was six and he didn't just leave us, but that was why I'm, I think you know, I always said to myself that I was never going to rely on somebody to bring me, you know, my income. And I've pretty much not have done that, though I have been married, but it wasn't, I was always relied, you know, I relied on myself to bring in my income. And I think it was based and it started from that point from when I was a kid and I could see the struggle that my mom went through over the years, especially in the young, you know, the first couple of years. And then my brother started to, you know, grow up and leave. And so there was fewer and fewer of us at home. I'm really drawn to uh, single moms and helping them grow their business. 
What do you do to get in front of them? I normally, I'm doing a lot, as we mentioned, I've been on Clubhouse a lot. And I also have my own podcast, the Micro Marketing Podcast, which, you know, has over 650 episodes. And that's my main, main source. You know, it's always more, more audio for me versus doing videos. I'm not going to do, you know, dance videos or, you know, those type of things. I always think that the people who really do well on social media are going to be those people who sell social media. So the people who are, you know, Instagram coaches and LinkedIn coaches and Pinterest coaches, those are the people who are going to do well on those platforms. And they obviously are drawn to doing videos. And that's not my forte. Like, not that I'm, I don't mind being on video by any stretch. And I have been, but I, I just, it doesn't, it's not something that I, I love doing. And I'm, I'm not that type of person who wants to be in, you know, everyone's face. That's my preference. So that's why I tend to go more towards the podcasts. So you tend to get in front of people more through podcasts. Then? Mm -hmm. Okay. So what are some common mistakes that you see some of your clients making? You know, some of the th things that I've noticed as we were talking earlier is that I obviously have the had the blink side where the blink digital marketing, which was building out the sales funnels and the offers and whatnot. And I think that what I understood after, you know, some time of building these sales funnels is that the marketing part, you know, I was helping coaches and that they were good at what they did and they weren't really super, you know, into the marketing side of it. And I think that that's where, you know, it kind of co like collided with the fact that on the other sense of the coaching side, I was more focused on teaching them how to brand themselves so that they stood out online, that they were more visible and that they were, that they became known for something. That's where I find with coaches, that's tends to be the people who I'm like looking at, you know, is more on the coaching side. I've done e-commerce funnels, but not my favorite by any stretch. So I'd rather do a coaching, you know, that on the coaching side. But so that's what happened when I started to build out these sales funnels is that I realized their, their message wasn't very memorable. One of the things that I noticed um, when I got to module four in my next level coaching program was that people didn't understand how to create, you know, memorable, portable, and repeatable messages. And they didn't know how to create an, you know, a framework. And so if you want, I can go over my famous framework for you and I can take you through the steps. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay, excellent. So famous is actually, you know, a, an acronym, right? Basically, what I always do is it's like when you went to school, people, there was always things, it was always like rhymes or something, an acronym to, in a way to remember something. So like, you know, when you were in grade school, it was, you know, I before E except after C. Those are things that make it memorable for you so that when you are you know, doing a spelling bee, then you know exactly what you, you know, that little rhyme comes to mind. And so one of the things that I've noticed, you know, is that when people have a framework, then they can actually, you know, create content from that framework. As I had mentioned a little earlier with you, is that you can create all of your framework based on, or sorry, um, your content based on your framework. 
And so F in the, in the famous, okay? So what we're trying to do is get people to be known for something and to be the, the go-to person. Now, five years ago, when we both, uh, we, we both started at around the same time, that five, five and a half years ago, and when we first started, you could put a stake in the ground and own a niche very, you know, very easily. Even two years ago, you could. Now it's even, you could get into a, like a micro niche, but now it's getting harder and harder to become known for something. And so when you have so many coaches out there now, since the you know, last couple of years, especially, there's so many coaches being known for something specific. And if you can become known for that go-to person in one area. So my framework is famous. And the F is stands for actual, actually frameworks or formula, that kind of scenario. And it needs to be verbal and visual, right? Because we're, we're talking verbally, but visually, when you're actually explaining or if you're trying to sell on an actual webinar, people want visuals as well. And they say 65% of the population are more visual people. So a framework needs to have both, right? You can do doodles, you can do a few different, you know, a Venn diagram. You can use diagrams to create those visuals that help people understand how you're going to help them. The A in famous is usually using those words, those acronyms, those alliterations, and also analogies, right? Because when we have all of those three working together, we can actually help people understand how you can help them, right? And the other thing I wanted to mention was the analogies is more for the stories because we need to make sure that we're actually building stories inside of our framework so that we can actually share the frameworks through stories that actually lead to selling, right? And that's going to come a little deeper on that one later. But the M is memorable, portable, and repeatable. And how I learned this was from Andy Stanley, and he has a leadership podcast. But more importantly, he is actually the pastor at my church here in Buckhead um, in Atlanta. And his messages are always memorable, portable, and repeatable. And not only like his aren't always acronyms, but there's some, they can be. But if you look at his messages, they can be very long. And what he does is that he repeats them constantly throughout so that people remember them when they leave. And I can tell you one that I heard 10 years ago. I can actually say, are you the person that the person that you're looking for is looking for? And that's a tongue twister, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a tongue twister. And, and I still remember that. But, and that's the key is that you need to make sure that it's memorable for you too. And not only your audience, because of the fact that you'll be talking about these, your acronym or your alliteration, you know, throughout. And if you have books out there that are alliterations like Rob Kosberg, his whole book is on his framework, which is publish, promote, profit. And I remember his book because of the fact that it's, I know exactly what he's, how he's taking people through the process. And so that's really key when you can actually take somebody through a process like that in an alliteration. And then the O in famous has to be obvious. It needs to be clear, concise, and you need to be confident about your framework. People will not follow you into confusion. And that is key. So you need to make sure that whatever your framework is, it relates to 
your ICA, your ideal client avatar, their, what they want, what is their desire? Their desire is to be not famous, but virtually famous, right? They don't want to be Kim Kardashian, but they just, they want to be virtually famous and known for something. And then the U is unique terminology and spins. And unique terminology actually is something that a lot of psychologists will use, right? They make up terms. Have you heard of that? Like, like their terms, if, if they use terms like, like there's actually Rory Wade and he has a term that he calls is, is creative avoidance. And creative avoidance is a made up term. It's not in the dictionary. And what happens is people tend to want to, you know, do other things when they should be doing what they need to be doing. You know, they might be checking their emails or they might be checking their social media when they need to be sitting down and doing, you know, some content creation or something. So those are creative ways to create unique ter- terminology. I, I like to uh, say creative abandonment is mine because of the fact that, you know, as you see all these, all these podcasts, I don't know if you've noticed, but you're looking at podcasts and, and they're, they're gone. Like they're, they haven't posted a, a podcast in a year or two. And there, there are all these abandoned podcasts out there. <laughs> and so that's the key is like, when you create a framework, you can be, you know, it'll help you create. And as we mentioned, it gives you something to talk about. If you have a, you know, an acronym or alliteration or anything like that, that you work from, then you can actually take out those one piece and start making unique terminology as a podcast, let's say. And so that is, that is something that is really, I think once you start seeing this unique terminology, you'll start to, you'll start to go, oh yeah, I never noticed that before, but there's all kinds of like words out there that people, examples like pattern interrupters, that's not, a, that wasn't a word before, like five years ago, it wasn't really a word or even 10 years ago, it wasn't a word or now we understand what a pattern interrupter is and war social signaling. Those are words that we've, that somebody has come up with that they're using to differentiate themselves. You'll see this a lot in uh, a lot of books like the outliers and stuff like that. You'll still see a lot of his terminology. And I think that coaches need to start using their own terminology in their business as well. And then the last one is sharing is S is sharing, you know, and through stories and being able to sell your frameworks. The strategy there is, is that when you're selling or you're selling your framework, you want to start with a story and then you go to your strategy and then you go to your social proof, right? It's your case studies or anything like that or research. If you don't have a case study, then go to research because there's a lot of research out there as well. And a lot of people will reference research. So the last part is, is understanding is selling that framework and working that whole system. Hopefully that made sense. (laughs) (laughs) It did, thank you. It just made me interested in what yours is, but if you don't want to share, then that's fine. If you would, that would be cool, but. My what? What your six, well, I guess what your six pillars for your business are, but that was 
different thought I had. (laughs) Well, it is it that that's my that's the the pillars right there are famous. It's F A M O U S. Everything is it rolls into everything we do in the actual virtually famous accelerator. Okay. So what are a couple big goals that you're looking to achieve in the next year or two? My goal for this coming year is, or actually probably in the next 90 days, is to take my framework and and write a book with it. And so having a framework, you can actually use it, you know, like I'm doing right now on a podcast, but you can also write a book or use it in a summit or anything like that. So my goal is just to have that book written, virtually famous um, book out in 2022. Wow. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how would that goal change your business having that book out? It's interesting is that because virtually famous is, you know, becoming well known is becoming an authority. And I believe, well, author is an authority. So it will only help on that side of it. So in the sense of helping the increase the uh, authority on 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 frameworks and so that is that's how i i'm i'm viewing it is is more of a i really want to help people you know with their with their business and if they can take that book and i don't want it to be oh i'm you know just pushing something a course or whatever that's not the point of it the whole thing needs to be a full on take it and run with it and learn everything that I've done. It's something frameworks is something that I've done or, you know, creating those alliterations and acronyms is something that I've done since I was in high school or grade school. It's just something that I do. And I, and I didn't realize until I was in, I was doing next level coaching and I got to, this was module four was these, was the actual frameworks. And I got a blank stare from <laughs> the coaching client and uh, I'm like, okay, so this isn't something everybody does automatically, or it's not something that's innate in them. And I do it automatic and it, I can walk to, and talk and chew gum and, and create an alliteration in minutes. And so that's one of the things that I learned, you know, by publishing every day, you know, is publishing every day. And that I know you're going to ask me a question and that's going to be my answer later, but that's what I've learned is, is that, you know, it's, it's backwards. You, you, you kind of, you, you know, they were talking about pushing, not pushing, but you know, publishing every single day, and then you'll find your voice. Well, it's actually find your frameworks first, and then you'll find your voice. And so that is one of the things that uh, I've learned in the last five and a half years. The framework works first would definitely help because it would give you structure on uh-huh. what you're talking about while you find your voice. Exactly. So, so true. So do you feel like there's anything that's stopping you from, from writing the book? No, because I, I haven't, what I've done, I followed a, Pat Flynn examples, take all the stick it notes, sticky notes, <laughs> and you you put out uh, all your sticky notes. And, and what I'm doing is I'm just talking through and I use a, an app called Otter. And I, 
I just, I'm recording and then I'm sending myself that email and it's all, basically I have to do some, obviously some, some corrections with their spelling. It's not bang on, but for the most part, that's what I'm using. I'm using that app and I'm just talking my way through and then I'll have an editor so that it's done to, you know, quality and result. I don't want I want it to be my voice, but I don't want it to be full of errors, <laughs> you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. I think what you were going to, wait, you alluded to me asking you a question. And so I'm assuming that what you're meaning is, so what you're doing right now to attract more business or to stand out and get visible online, is that your publishing every day comment that you had made? Yeah. And, and that was my, the, the one thing that I really took to heart was that publishing every day was something both of us um, are very, well, we both make, we're both on that sales funnel side. So Russell always said, Russell Brunson always said that, you know, you need to be publishing every day. And when, when the Alexa flash brief, briefings came out, I don't know if you know what that is. It, it's basically a, a minute to three minutes. And that's why it was a very, very fast way to get out the door with publishing every day. I used that to create my, my podcast. And then eventually I, I stopped doing it daily and then I went to weekly. And then, so it's, it's not an, an Alexa brap, flash brief, briefing anymore, but, you know, and now listening to uh, Russell because he was telling Dave Woodward that, you know, he needed a framework and his sons actually said that to him, you need a framework dad and, and start. And that was when I was already trying to create frameworks for, for clients and helping them build their frameworks. And, and I was like, that's exactly it. I mean, that's what I know. That's what I'm good at. So I'm going to focus on that area and then help people get get out the door and I want them to win within two of the first two weeks. I want them to start, I want them to get their frameworks and then start publishing their frameworks and then get recognized and get, you know, a quick win within that first two weeks because of the fact that I think it's not a course. I don't really believe that. Well, they say that two to 3% of courses actually ever get finished. So I don't really hundred percent believe in courses that are just automated. I would prefer to, you know, get a result and give people, you know, make them successful. And as you know, I have a lot of weight on me when, when I feel like somebody that I need to make sure that they're successful. And I think that it's really important that when you are giving, putting helping somebody get started in this is to is get them going really fast and not have to wait until eight weeks out until they actually finish something, you know, or they have a finished product. So that's, that's the goal. And getting that quick win too will help them, help uh-huh. motivate them to keep going. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, and the goal is, is to get, you know, is to get them promoting their, their framework quickly. And, and not only that, it's just to be able to talk to that framework easily. You know, I go to bed at night and my framework is going off in my head. Like I all, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, you know, you're an entrepreneur, we're all entrepreneurs here. And we all tend to, we don't just shut off when we go to bed. So since that was the best advice that you've ever received, what would you say would be the best advice that you have ever given? Ooh, when we were creating the actual, we were creating a book funnel and in the client was saying, you know, they're coming out with new products constantly, constantly, constantly. And I, 
And I have to say that, you know, once you create your sales funnel and if it's working, then you, you need to tweak it so that it gets, you know, that it's really converting. And then once you get it converting, you just need to keep, keep doing it, like keep doing that, that I, I like the, the webinar process. And I would say that would be one of the things is just work on that one sales funnel until you get it to whatever volume of income you want. And now not everybody out there in the world wants to be a millionaire. That's not, you know, it's not everyone's goal. You know, in most cases, me coming from a corporate job like I had, that was the goal. Just get back to that six figure. And I think that that's the key is that people need to just focus on that one funnel with that one, you know, and understand, as you probably are well aware of, is that value ladder and understand what that is. And then one of the things that, you know, I was doing back when I was in corporate, probably in 2010, I did the stack offer and I didn't know it was a stack offer. I was doing a promotion for my region because I did all the sales and the marketing for my region. And I was doing this promotion and I was looking at somebody's offer that a sales rep had brought to my attention. And I thought, well, why would anybody want that and, or this or that? And that got me thinking. And I said, you know what? I'm going to create an offer. And it's like a little mini con- contract so that they would you know, buy into the contract in the sense of, well, we give you this warranty. We give you, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then at the bottom of it, the bottom half of it was, what do you want? And I had like about nine different things underneath it and they could tick off three of them. And so we would actually say, okay, well, that meant something to them because from one doctor to the next doctor, it wasn't the same need or want in their, in their practice. So that's why I started creating that contract and then they would sign it and then they would say, okay, that will we'll do this for X amount of dollars per month in you know, um, sales from you. That's basically, it was the stack offer before I knew it was a stack offer. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> and so that, that's where I started. And I think that that's the other thing that people need to do when they're building out their actual sales webinars is to start with the offer first and then work backwards from there. Mm-hmm. Make sure yeah. it's, something awesome, something that you would want to get. <laughs> right. But all your, all your, all your uh, copy is going to relate to that. And so it makes more sense to know what you're offering fully and understanding where your avatar is at at the moment. So you got to understand where they're at and then what will they need before they ever get to you and, you know, get to the, your program or your offer and what will they need after? And so we, and making sure that those, that stack is filled with things that they're going to need. I don't believe in 10 Xing everything and making everything, you know, some gorfy new, you know, number. I don't believe in that, but I do believe in the fact that, you know, if you're going to create something that, and if you were going to sell it separately, what would you sell that for? Don't make up some number. You know what I'm saying? For sure. It reminds me too of like with Steve Larson, when he's talking about his MLM secrets, he's like, if you presented someone or sold them on your company or on your product, he's like, now you just created a new problem for them because now they need to, to go out and talk to people. Right. So right. like you're like you were saying with your offer stack, like we, you need to then 
Like you give them this, then what would be their next problem? All right, this. So let's solve that next problem within that offer stack. Exactly. Well, we're so on the same speed. We, we're just marketing people. <laughs> we're on the same page. <laughs> so was there anything that I haven't asked you yet that you would like to share with us? No, I think that, you know, I, I think that every business definitely needs, you know, some frameworks. And if you don't have a framework, start looking at what you can build. Some of my other frameworks are ELF and that's just ELF. And every time I go to write copy, I use to write. And if it's, you know, if it's not sounding right, or if it's not converting, I go back that I have enough elf in it. And elf is emotion, logic, and fear of missing out, right? That FOMO. And people buy on emotion and justify it on logic and don't want to miss out, right? And so we make sure that we have that framework in there. That's when you're writing your copy. And then my other framework is Bob. And that's Traffic Bob, and that's Traffic You Borrow, Traffic You Own, and Traffic You Buy. And I believe that, you know, if you're making out a, if you're building a sales funnel, like, you know, um, on the blink side of my business and your business, when you're building a sales funnel is to build it so that buying traffic isn't a drudgery. You, if you want to make sure that you understand your earnings per lead every time that you're running traffic. But, you know, you need B plus B equals your O, right? So your both of those, your borrowed traffic and your bought traffic need to build your, your list. And so those are just some of the acronyms that I use and I keep them, you know, and there might be acronyms that, you know, your listeners are, list, are already using. Well, those are, those are chapters in your book, you know what I mean? And so that's a chapter is, is showing people the, the, each framework. And if you can give them a visual of that framework on top of it, that's even better. For sure. Because then they would remember it more too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. I've really enjoyed you being here today. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. It was fun getting to know you. If you're listening, Virginia and I were talking before we in the green room and we were talking, we, were like, we need to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> we're like, we do a lot of the same things, but a little differently. And so if you need a sales funnel, go to Virginia. I don't do sales funnels anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so where can we go to learn out more about, sorry, to learn more about you and what you do? Well, you can learn more about the actual virtually famous accelerator, and that is at Louise Corville, C-O-U-R-V-I-L-L-E dot co slash famous. You can, you can learn more about the, the program there. You can also get me or find me on Instagram at virtually dot famous. And those are probably my two, two best ways, or just go to louisecorville.com. That's my website. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Likewise. Have a great day. You too. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review and I'll catch you on the next episode.